0: stone and that's okay so why don't you just stay sit back and listen you don't know what you're missing it's talking stone while
1: getting sports welcome fellow humans you are listening to talking stone. Well kidding sports episode 172. I'm Mm -hmm. Mr. Morgan. And maybe I fucked up the number, but the guy that's gonna correct me is Mr Austin. Yeah, so um
0: I just want everyone to let I just want to let everyone know that before the the show
1: is it going, buddy?
0: Yeah, no, it's going good, but before we get to that, um, I just want everyone to know that before the show, we usually do like uh, like 30 seconds or a minute of kind of figuring out what we're going to do for the show, um, you know, uh, what episode it is, and Morgan did confirm with me before the episode started that it's episode 173.
1: Yeah, I sure did, yeah.
0: And so anyway, I just want everyone to know that. Um...
1: <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up in my wonderful song. And... That's fair. That is fair. That's understandable. I mean, 172 um, sounds a lot better than 173. I don't know, three sounds good. Math eh, three is a dumb number. Too many people. So, anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, I know it's going good. I'm
0: uh, currently. At the in-laws, uh, we're out here for my wonderful wife's birthday. Um,
1: happy birthday. We uh
0: well it's not my birthday. Um oh, she has to listen now, <laughs> yes. It's actually not even her birthday yet. Her birthday is on the 13th, but it's kind oh, of a birthday weekend.
1: Lord. Life of wise over there. A little
0: bit, yeah. So um last night we came over to Uh, the in-laws and they made from scratch homemade beef wellington and it was so good (laughs) it was so good like absolutely incredible Um, and then I gave her I got Megan the new or a new iPhone so she's very happy about that Um, as Morgan and I know iPhones suck and we don't use them, but some people do, and some people like them. And as much as I love, love my wife, she is wrong sometimes. Everyone and has a pause, right? Exactly. And I can say that because she does not listen to this podcast.
1: And she also listened to you. So, either way. also true. And
0: I confirmed that because I think it was last week or the week before, in the first couple of minutes, I mentioned that I was getting her a new phone, and she had no That's idea. True. I actually forgot because I also don't listen to you. Yeah, exactly. So really, nobody listens. I don't know why I do a podcast. I'll be honest. Uh, maybe that way, some people would hopefully listen to me. Anyway, so it's good. And then we're going over to another friend's house uh, today, where uh, for some delicious food and drinks. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. How about yourself?
1: Um, nothing too much. The same old, same old, just work. And then on um, Tuesday, had some dodgeball that went okay. Well, actually, um, in dodgeball, it's tied up 11-11 and 2v1. Two players on the opposing side, one player being this... Wonderful guy over here named Morgan. Back against the wall. Pressure on him. The last game. Needs to win to get the dub. And I pulled it out. Hey. Got nice. Snipe show, too. Got them little toesies. And I also pulled off a nice block in this sequence, so...
0: And okay. Which
1: made me feel really good because I was sucking in all the other matches that I played. So to finally have saved my best for literally the last was a good time, you might say. Right. Um other things. Last night, um well, as of recording, is Saturday night. Uh, we, well, me and my friend group finally completed my homemade D&D campaign. Um, it went okay for my first one ever. It was, uh, even though you're with friends, it's a little nerve wracking. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That's fair. To, uh. Put something out there that you uh, created and try and get some type of reaction. I don't know. They seem to like it. Um, They like me as a DM, so that's good. That's a bonus. What else? Oh, later today, actually a couple hours after recording, I'm going bowling. So... See how many non strikes I get on that, it will be quite a lot, and most of them will be gutter balls. Um, <laughs> apparently, when I'm bowling, the ball likes to be in the same place where my mind is, so it's just fitting, really. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and one other little bit of news that I have about myself is I'm really excited. If you guys listened to the last episode, you would get a little taste of it, but I'm even more excited, because in three days, as of recording, I get it. You're re- listening to it well it comes out on Tuesday, so as of it drops, it'll be one day, and blah, blah, blah. Time changes. I understand. Anywho, <laughs> on the 15th, <laughs> I'm going to is uh whitetail season starts so i will be going hunting for a couple days and i think my girlfriend's gonna be coming out to visit so it's gonna be uh good times fun week nice. and i will we'll see what i have to report on next episode so stay okay. tuned for that i guess
0: find out next week
1: Is that it? Is that all? That is it. All right. Well, should we get on with the show? I guess. What do we do next? You tell me. Well,
0: I mean, (laughs) we should probably do the plugs, eh? Um, First things first, you're going to follow us on. No, not it's not first. First things first, you're going to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: That would be the first step. Yeah, that's a good step.
0: Uh, then you're going to listen to it, um, mm-hmm. download, rate it, uh, give us a fair rating. You know, it, it, I don't want to say give us five stars if you don't think it was five stars. If there's something to improve on, let us know. You we know, it, I'm, I'm sure there. <laughs> we don't
1: deserve We don't deserve five stars.
0: No, we really don't, and that's okay. But. You know, give us a rating, give us an honest rating, and let us know like, hey, you know, you guys uh, aren't funny at all. We can work on that. Uh, we you won't guys get
1: better, but we can guys,
0: work on it. We can try. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> but yeah, anything is appreciated there. And then, uh, on TikTok, we got that, that TSWGS pod. Um, that's where we post a little silly videos, videos from football games, um, basically, you know, whatever we can. And um <clears throat> It's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while since we posted something I might we'll see.
1: But um You're on this trip, so maybe we'll get something.
0: We'll see here.
1: But um anyway. Ooh, love that voice. Please keep doing that, sir. What? You you went into like a deep voice and his uh
0: oh i think i think my phone may be glitched out because i don't have that deep of a voice we'll keep glitching oh, okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right morgan i think you got some uh plugs you got you know it what Come are on. they oh, <laughs> to say them uh <laughs>
0: Boy, I got information for you.
1: I'm not going to tell you,
0: but I have it.
1: <laughs> Captain Morgan too. Basically any social media stuff. I have been posting a little bit on TikTok. Yep. Captain Morgan too. Most of it's just doing some of the effects stuff, scaring myself a little bit as a Viking man myself. Also, I'm not gonna lie. I would do myself in my last TikTok. Okay, that's I think we should move on. Should we though?
0: Because I think we should move on.
1: All right, what's next, Steph Austin? You tell me. Well, it's your sport, so... Oh, well, that's no fun. <sighs> CFL. All right. We got... The Montreal Alouettes. And the Toronto Argonauts. And this game... Was... The nine and, and no the the math that's evading my brain, Montreal Alouettes, and the 16 and 2 Toronto Argonauts. I forget Montreal's record and I can't I yeah. Anyways. Um <laughs> I might be a little baked. Yeah. Yeah, just a tad. Montreal ended up doing what the Riders did in 1989 against the Edmonton Elks. Well, I guess it's the Eskimos back then, but the Edmonton Football Team, um, and defeated the 16 and two team. Um, I don't know if it was the same score, but I know this score was 38-17. It probably wasn't the same score. <laughs> Wouldn't
0: that be wild, though? That would be pretty crazy. Um, I would
1: probably slap myself. That's fair. You should anyway, actually, just in case. Um, You actually spoiled this game for me. I was planning on getting home from my D and try and get a little bit more of my uh, um, some people would call a man card, I guess, but it's pretty manly to play D you're you're killing things, so that's true. Uh, well, I, and
0: I will say though, to be completely honest, the reason I spoiled it was insane. The Alouettes were up twenty four to three at the end of the third quarter.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. Honestly, I thought you because you always talk hockey, and I knew the Leafs were playing, so I th- I thought you were talking about the Leafs at first. So I don't pay any attention to it. Uh, oh, that's funny. And then you said the score is like, wait, <laughs> the Leafs are beating Montreal twenty four to three. The Leafs are losing to the Canadians. Oh my I, god! I still thought it was a hockey score when you threw out the score. I was a little I, baked when you said <laughs> the score.
0: I was like, oh, "Oh shit!"
1: You're actually talking about football. I am. Little, I occasionally talk about it. A little inside scoop of our conversation from last night, but um, no, it was uh. Montreal's defense came out to play. Yeah, they well, did. First drive, they had a pick six, and then after that it was two, um, two and outs, and then Toronto just couldn't do much. They did a little. Um, <coughs> sorry, they did a little bit in the fourth quarter, but. That was in garbage time at that point. Montreal knew they were moving on. Yeah. To the it, cup.
0: it was over at that point.
1: And speaking of which, this is Montreal's first time in the Great Cup since 2010. Um, oh, dang. Their back to back years, one year being. Uh, oh, I can't remember. No? Between 2010 and. 2012. Interesting. What I happened in there? I, I don't know. That's weird because I, think... I
0: also don't remember sports from around that time.
1: <laughs> right? You have a really <laughs> blank. <thing>. So <laughs> you just didn't live. You were in a lockout that year. Let's just
0: agree that that year didn't happen, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Oh boy.
1: Bad year Um, to be
0: a Canucks and a Riders fan.
1: (laughs) Most years are, to be fair. This year's a little better, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, I will. Not better to be a Rider fan, though. No. (laughs) Seeing uh, Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss both people that you recently let go, uh, go play in the Grey Cup against a quarterback that you recently, well, not recently, but a few years ago, also let go, and, well, we all know what Zach Claros has done in Winnipeg since since then, but well, yeah. How are you going to predict the future? I honestly th- think that this last offseason, the riders should have fired Craig Dixon and then gave um, Jason Moss the promotion. Cody Fajardo, the Riders would have made the playoffs this year if they they probably would have still gotten knocked out by B.C., but they would have made the playoffs if Trevor Harris didn't get injured. So and I strongly believe that, but we're not talking about the past. Right. What we're talking about is the fact that Cody Fajardo went 18 for 25, 175 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Just a game manager type of game. He He's not trying to do too much anymore, which when he was in Saskatchewan, it seemed like with all the pressure that was on him, constantly being in that market. Right. Seemed like uh, it was too much. Now lots of pressure is off of him. He can just go out there, do what he does, and hell now he has a shot to play against Winnipeg, a team that he's never beat, by the way, Um, for the great cup.
0: Um, I just wanted to say something just a quick thing, uh, to kind of agree with you um with the whole the media pressure. It it I'm definitely only allowing
1: you to say it because you're agreeing with me, by the way. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh it is it's an interesting thing, right? Because um as fans, sometimes you can be like, Oh, you know, yeah, get over it. The media is tough sometimes, but especially when you're in these places like Saskatchewan, right, with the Rough Riders or I'll compare it to like the Leafs, right, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Because the focus, it, it can be harder, right? And if you make mistakes, if you do little things like that, then then the mob is on you. Whereas, you know, if you're in a smaller market that isn't as crazy um, media-wise and and you know, fans wise, it can be easier. Like you said, right. It's a little bit less pressure. You're a little bit less in your head and you're more just like, let's just play some football. Let's do this. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, it can definitely be a distraction, especially when there's writers that they're being like, Oh, this guy's shitty. He can't play. He sucks. Blah, blah, blah. That
1: starts getting into your head. And then you're like, fuck, maybe I do suck. And lots of people also forget that he was battling some injuries the last two years. Like, Two yep. years ago, it was a torn uh, something around his ribs, whatever muscle there. I remember and something? Well, year, like, yeah, it was his knee, or maybe I have the years mixed up. But
0: yeah, well, and that's the thing too, right? At the end of the day, as well, like these guys, they're people, you know, <laughs> and. Yeah if you trash talk people long enough or whatever, they're not going to want to play on that team anymore. They're not going to want to, it's going to be a mental thing. It's going to be, you know, and um, yeah. So it just like a hypothetical, right. If I obviously, if I got drafted to the NHL, I wouldn't give a shit where I played because I'd be in the NHL. But, if I had a preference, I'd probably pick like uh, like a Florida or a Tampa or, you know, um, Arizona or Dallas or some of these places where it's like you get paid really good money. Taxes aren't very high and the media yeah. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> really? True. Like unless you win.
1: Right. Um but yeah, I would I also wouldn't care if I got traded a bunch. I was like, cool, now you get experience somewhere else, that's fine. Totally, totally. A guy like Mike Sillinger in the NHL played for 14 teams. But I'm
0: getting ahead of myself. I'm talking about hockey. We're still talking about football. And
1: ourselves. I'm getting ahead. <laughs> um Chad Kelly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing on a 16 and two team. Hell, they barely got more points this game than they got wins yes. <laughs> all season, which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. He went 21 for 36, 246 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. Oof. Two of those being pick sixes. Oof. Yeah, my man
0: hit a rough game. That's a Sorry, terrible time guy. to have a last game. My buddy.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it just... It looked like um, Toronto just really didn't have... They were rusty coming off of... Because they really haven't played a meaningful football game for two months. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just... And not a good performance by their offense. But I'm a fan of Cody. So, obviously, I'm going to be rooting for Montreal in the Great Cup. Spoiler alert. Um, But, yeah, it was a good game by Montreal. And Toronto just didn't have any, any answer. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you have to say about this game before I move on? That is all. all. right. So, that was the East. Now we got the West. BC Lions went to Winnipeg. Coming off of a huge performance by their offense. Um, so I expected to shoot out this this game, just points out the wazoo, but that didn't happen. And Winnipeg ended up winning, um, going to the Grey Cup for the f- billionth time in a row, but beating BC twenty-four to thirteen.
0: At least in score, a lot closer game.
1: Yeah, definitely a defensive battle, but a kind of a different story than the previous game, which previous game I mentioned where Toronto was, you know, rusty with the amount of rest and stuff. The Bombers didn't lock things up quite as soon, but they were taking it easier in the last little bit of the season, still had the buy, They... Right. Especially their defense. Oh my god, they came out to play. They were all over VAG, um, all, <laughs> all game long, just um, all over that VAG 10 total sacks to be exact. Um, which is absolutely insane to get 10 sacks in one game in a playoff game, mind you. That's right. Like, that's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, at just, but oddly enough, though, BC, because of their defense performance, kept them in this game. Um, they had a fighting chance up until the last few minutes of the uh, uh, fourth quarter. They... Hell, they even had a Hail Mary that bounced off people and they got a touchdown to make it. I think at that point it was 18 10 to end the half. And so you're like, okay, they'll probably, I expect them to come out in the second half with a little bit of jump, but it just never happened i mean it's hard when you're getting pressured and you have people like willie jefferson in your face 24/7 Yeah, very true someone with a wingspan of that reaches sideline sideline like it's yeah no that's true dude very- um still not the tallest guy in the CFL though Oddly enough. But (laughs) Vernon Madden's Jr., he went 13 for 26, 221 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Again, turnovers in playoff games, they will kill you. Nine times out of 10. Vernon Madden's Jr. couldn't even. Rushed the ball. Winnipeg took that away from him. He only had two carries, seven yards. Um, well, BC in general had no no rushing yards. Um, Taekwon Mizell had five carries for thirty-seven yards, so that's only forty-four yards right there. Right. One of them being the longest of twenty-two. You take that away. That's 15 yards, so that's four carries for 15 yards. That's like what an average of three yards. Right, yeah. So I mean St- Stefan Fintoff had uh one carry for minus 13 yards, so that that does not help the rush numbers. <laughs> Right. Oh boy. Um, yeah, it was uh not the performance I expected from BC. Besides their defense, like I say, kept them in it. Zach Claros went fourteen for twenty-one, hundred and fifty-eight yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Talk about a Game management type of game, just like right. Cody Fajardo did exactly what he needed to do to get the t- or get the job done, get the win, um, all that good stuff. It does help having the best running back in the league, and that's Birdie Olvera, and he went twenty-one carries for 109 yards, one touchdown, so. But defensive battle, and that was not a recipe for success. In BC's eyes, they needed to uh, well, they just needed to win all six, or six factors, all three factors. But yeah, Winnipeg's just such a good team, and that hurts my heart to uh, say <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I have for um, the whole CFL side of thing. I do have one quick little shout-out that's football-related to, again, the Saskatoon Hilltops, who's having a outstanding Dan in season still has yet to lose a football game. And now they are. They got their 23rd Canadian Bowl title. They beat West Shore Rebels on Saturday. So,
0: sorry, I need to interject because. Mm -hmm. My mom is actually renting yeah. a room in a house that has a few players from the West Shore team. Uh, um, so it's funny because the other day, probably about a week, week and a half ago, my mom's like, "Oh yeah, they're playing in a, like a championship game soon against Saskatoon." And I was like, yeah, "No fucking way!"
1: Southside Victoria.
0: Yeah, exactly. I we literally we drove past the game
1: actually last night. I going um, to ask if you're going to. I was going to convince you to go to it.
0: So, I didn't go. Um, but it was funny because my mom was very convinced that the West Shore team was going to win. But you are telling me that that is, in fact, not true.
1: You are correct. The Hilltops are 12-0. and 0. Beautiful. Let's go Hilltops. Um, they beat the West Shore, however you say it. Team seventeen to ten, and then I honestly don't really uh, um follow the college. um, Well, it's not even college, college, is it? Yeah, Saskatoon Hilltops is the college,
0: but the Huskies is college is
1: university. Huskies is university. There's a difference, yes.
0: <laughs> I don't. I just assume they're the same thing. College, university.
1: No. Okay. Well,
0: I thought college was more American
1: thing, and university was Canadian. Do you want to hear a crazy stat? No. Those hilltops. So, yeah, go for it. <laughs> with all twelve games, the hilltops have been scored against seventy six times well 76 points them themselves got 469 a hey. an absolutely nice and absolutely bockers point differential yes
0: nice and also holy shit nice
1: that's in 12 games yeah that's insane last playoff game like Two weekends ago, two Saturdays ago, they beat St. Clair Saints from the CJFL, um, 43-0. And that is supposed to be the best team coming out of that league. <laughs> Jeez.
0: That's brutal. They got a good team there in Saskatoon.
1: Right now they do. Um... I'm just trying to find more. They just have to win one more game, and they win the whole whole spiel. I'm not sure who they play against. Again, I don't really follow, but I just wanted to give a quick shout-out, which turned into a little longer shout-out, but I found some stats, which I like. But Austin, That's okay. I'm really excited for hockey because... I don't know how you have it set up, but at some point in our NHL side of things, you have some breaking news.
0: I do, and I think I'm actually going to talk about it a little bit after this first story because the first story is, Ooh, I think, suspense. part of you know what's going on.
1: So, bum, bum. the Oilers suspense music is not working. But go on,
0: the Oilers before last season, uh, they needed a goalie. Um, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen both were gone, so Ken Holland um, decided to sign Jack Campbell. Who, now, before we even talk about his play in Edmonton, um, when he was in Toronto, Campbell played pretty good. Um, he had some decent numbers, he never really had the, the starter role, right? Um, yeah. but in the games that he played, he played pretty good. Um, So, Ken Holland, in his ultimate wisdom, decided, oh, a pretty good goalie with not really a long track record. We should probably give him a five-year contract at $5 million per season. Um, Wild. Absolutely insane. (laughs) Like, no proven track record. Let's give this guy $25 million spread out over five years. Now, as you can imagine, and if you're a hockey fan, you know already, it hasn't gone well. Last year, he was, eh, at best. Uh, ultimately, Stuart Skinner took over. Um, this year, however, he has been hot garbage. Um yeah. so bad. He is one and four. So one win, four losses. He has an 873 save percentage. A 4.5 goals against average. Dude is on average letting in over four goals a game. You can't win like that. You just not can't.
1: consistent a consistent basis.
0: That's for you, sure. No, and, and Edmonton is definitely normally a team where they can kind of outscore their problems, right? But this yeah. year they have not been doing that.
1: Even if they were scoring at the rate that we're used to them scoring, that type of, like, trying to put up, on average, five goals a game just to get victories, four just to tie, that's not
0: easy. No. No, it's not. Um, Campbell's save percentage is the fifth worst in the league. Um, so Jack Campbell, despite having a great preseason and
1: yeah, just being was raw, raw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone was so excited. And then the season actually started and they fell apart. Um, so Jack Campbell was put on waivers, um, which Five is a million
1: dollar man.
0: Yeah, so, and here's the thing, too, because I saw a couple people be like, well, what if somebody claims them? First of all, they won't. Because who's claiming a $5 million goalie with those bad of numbers? Right? Nobody. Nobody's going to be... You could just bring a goalie up from the AHL and say, fuck it, and they might be better. Yeah. Like, so, he clears waivers, of course, because nobody wants that albatross of a contract. And... So he gets put in the AHL. Uh, did you see his first game that he played in the AHL? I saw highlights. Well, highlights or lowlights? Um, because because, that's true. <laughs> because, oh boy. the it, It's fr- funny, too, because Bakersfield, their AHL team, is actually pretty good this year and has had really good goaltending. Um, Jack Campbell comes in. They lose 4-1. Um, and
1: what you expect a shutout or something,
0: or like better than four goals against. And the one goal against was bad, it was rough. Are it you was about rough. That
1: trickled over his toes, there, yeah.
0: It's like and he just it, bears at it and <laughs> It barely went in the net and he was like I don't know
1: he just looked really like a sad puppy. Just like- he
0: does. And Aww. I think too like for a lot of these players, I think a lot especially goalies, it's a very mental game. And he is he's off. He is clearly off. Oh, up. Yeah. And um, I don't know what needs to happen. Maybe he needs to like I don't know, step back from the team for a bit. Something needs to change because he is better than this. Uh, I've just, seen him. He's better than this.
1: Like I just don't get, like, because like you already mentioned, he looked fine in the preseason. I understand it was preseason, but then it's all of a sudden. It just switched.
0: It's weird. Well, and that was the thing, right? Campbell was great in the preseason. And then, oh, opening night lost eight to one to the Canucks. So it help confidence right off the get go. <laughs> no, sure. it does not. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. I think, I think he will bounce back a little bit, but right now it is not looking good for Jack he, Campbell.
1: He is a better goalie than what he's putting out there right now. I oh, will give him that. A hundred percent, he is
0: a hundred percent.
1: When he's playing his A game, I don't know if I'd have him as a starter. I don't know if he's a five
0: million dollar goalie, but like I, I no. think he's a great backup, you cut, know.
1: Cut that salary, yeah, cut that salary in half, put on his backup, golden, yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing, too, right? If they could, because I can see them sending him
0: like trading him way and maybe like half retain kind of thing, because that 2.5 million, not terrible, no, now. Related to the Edmonton Oilers because, oh boy, and I will say this has been great as both, you know, a Canucks fan and a Flames fan uh, on this podcast. It has been oh, great yeah. this season to see the the Cupper bust Edmonton Oilers. I
1: bet you're just gleaming ear to ear as a fucking Canucks fan right now, you tool. Well, you are correct. Um,
0: my, my smile is a little bit smaller after last night's loss to the Leafs, but, um, I'm still feeling pretty good. I'm not going to lie, but we're not talking about the Canucks right now. We're not talking about the Flames. We're not talking about the Leafs. We're talking about the Oilers and the Oilers have sucked this year real bad. Um, everyone was saying they sure did. And despite that, the game before that they lost, to whom? Sharks. Who did they lose to? The fucking other worst team in the league. Which so put the Sharks on a
1: two-game win streak.
0: Yeah. Which the Oilers can't even say they've had this year because they haven't. It oh. just I so as a result of all this, um, I kind of figured it was gonna happen pretty shortly after that loss to the Sharks. Yeah, but,
1: I was listening to what Elliot Freeman was saying, and, uh, he was saying that same thing. They'll probably wait till after this, this little road trip they're on and then make a move.
0: However, after a win against the Kraken, the Edmonton Oilers have fired head coach, Jay Woodcroft and assistant coach, Dave Manson.
1: Um, Oh, well, the assistant that was as well. Usually, you in this type of situation, you see the head coach gone, then the assistant will just get moved up or whatever. I do get it though, because if you do, yeah, if you don't want to keep the
0: assistant and the new guy that you bring in, they're gonna want their own assistants, right?
1: No, I, uh, I understand that, but who? But I do get who's what gonna you're saying. Come be the head coach of the Oilers right now.
0: Well. That's a great question. Although you say that, but then again it's like oh so you don't want to be the coach of Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl. Um
1: all, like yeah, th- there's enough if you talent. are if if you can prove to be the person that turns that franchise around, then you're god. Exactly. Um, and who doesn't have the
0: you know these coaches that got this cockiness right to be like oh I could be the guy that turns it on for
1: this team you know Since you're breaking this news do you have who the interim one
0: Pope so here? yes Is um,
1: David easy players coach
0: <laughs> no so the Oilers have hired uh, Chris Knobloch from the Never Hartford. Hartford AHL, t- yeah, Hartford Wolf Pack. Uh, Chris Knobloch will assume the head coaching duties in Woodcroft's place, and he will be joined by assistant coach Paul Coffee. Oh, um, so that's pretty cool. That is, but um, so there's also so here's a there's a deeper connection with this coach. So Chris Knobloch... Coached Connor like McDavid, right? Knoblock—that's a—that's a name. Um, he coached Connor McDavid when he was in the OHL.
1: Well, of course, everything comes back down to McDavid. Well, I mean, <laughs> how do we so, get our fourteen million dollar man one score goals to perform? Right? I honestly like with McDavid. I
0: think something's going on. Something's something's up because. I don't know if it's an injury or something. This guy put up 150 points last year.
1: He's washed up. He lost it.
0: Okay. (laughs) You know what? You're right. You're right. And as a Canucks fan, we'll take him. No questions asked. He's washed. He has a lot of salary. You guys don't want to pay him.
1: What they should have done is made Jack Campbell the head coach because then his contract would make a little bit more sense. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? They're just like,
0: well, you're done as a goalie, but you're a coach now.
1: You might as well be. Got nothing else. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I hate to now slightly root for Edmonton, but whenever you see a new young coach come in, um, you always kind of root for for the guy. It seems, but yes, yeah. the Oilers. It is the Oilers, but it's also Paul coffee though, assistant. Hmm, I'm torn, dude. I don't like. This. <laughs> I don't like this as a flame fan at all. At least That's you're right. Head, so you're a little bit more distant. But no, dude. Can a little we talk bit. Goalies. Let's. I, I talk, or this too much? Can we talk goalies? Yeah, for sure we can talk goalies.
0: Um, so we got a kind of article here about affordable NHL goalies uh, that contenders should be looking at. Um, we obviously not Jack.
1: too.
0: Obviously, Jack Campbell not on this list. Um, <laughs> no. So, we got Brandon Bussey, who I don't even know. Bussey. I've never heard that name. Um, I want but that they, name. If you're the Bruins, right, you got Linus Almark and Jeremy Swayman. Absolutely just an av- excellent goaltending duo. Um, so, for them, Brandon Bussey is kind of the odd man out. And uh, a contender could definitely use him. Um, low cost right? 775 K. Um, yeah. Low risk, potentially high reward on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Comrie is also a decent option. Um, he's kind of up and down, but he's not, he's not a bad guy to have in your team. He's got a decent amount of NHL experience, so he knows what he's doing. 1.8 million uh, for the season. So, it's not nothing, but um, it's not tons. You know, under two million for a decent goaltender is is not that crazy.
1: No. Well, we're 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 just saying if if you pay Jack Campbell around that same amount and toss him as at least a backup. Oh yeah, I take that. Complain so. Um. You got, so
0: Montreal has some goaltenders. Uh, Caden Primo or Jake Allen? Uh, now, I don't see them moving Caden Primo, but I could definitely see Jake Allen ending up uh,
1: on a contender this year. Um, well, actually, I've recently, just prior to this show, heard about a particular rumor about a team that we just recently talked about that, Jake Allen might be getting traded to the Oilers.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, makes sense. The Oilers are looking for goaltending, and Montreal has a strength there. Now, we'll see how much Montreal charges for Jake Allen Um, because that's the thing, right? When you're a team that needs something and you reach out to another team, you're at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. because... Montreal has what Edmonton wants and they can charge whatever they want because they don't have to get rid of the guy. They can just keep him. Right? So for Montreal it's like, well see. I've also heard rumors about Jordan Bennington
1: and the Oilers. And I've been trying to start rumors with the Flames goalies and the Oilers. I know you yeah. have. Now got on I
0: think, um, I think it'd be a mistake to bring in Bennington. Um, I don't think he's good. But anyway, uh, James Reimer and the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I don't know about this because from what I've seen of James Reimer this year, he has not been good. Um, he's made some bad plays. He does have a decent save percentage in a small sample size. Um, I don't know. It's not a huge hit. The uh, teams that are struggling
1: for a goaltending right now need more of a sure thing.
0: Yeah, and Reimer's not getting any younger. Um, Nashville is again a team who has a few goalies. Uh, they got UC Soros, obviously, who has been excellent over the last while, a few years. They got another guy coming up, Yaroslav Oskarov, who's supposed to be very good. He's already had a great start to the AHL season. Um, but they got another guy, Kevin Lankanen. Um, Career 904 save percentage. Uh, he's had a 909 or better in the last two, two of the last three seasons. Uh, solid guy. He is definitely a guy where I would take him as – As uh, a solid backup for a uh, for a deep run, and last but not least, in terms of goalies, this is the name that I've heard a lot: Karel Vamelka. So glad I did not have to say that name. So fair. He basically he was the reason Arizona was in as many games as they were last year in terms of competing. Uh, his start this year has been fantastic, um, but but the Arizona Coyotes suck. Shocker. Uh, he's making just under three million at two point seven two five. Um, but this is a guy you retain it. You get down to one point three six million. This is a guy I'd take probably out of this whole list uh, is Karel Vemelka. Um,
1: yeah, he's excellent. Um, can't go wrong with that. One guy, this I would kind of like to add to this list, um, partially a bias pick, but you could probably toss a guy like Dan v- Vladar onto this list from Calgary Flames because he's at f- four point four million, which might be a little steep for a team that's like now that I looked closer at his contract. Um, depending on what a team like the Oilers say we give up, um, Jack Campbell. (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) Gotta make the salaries work. Um, but that's also, yeah, he was also a guy who just wanted to, uh, talk onto this list that he's for affordable and, uh, He's definitely shown that he can, he can play. I would hate to lose him, but the Flames also have Dustin Wolf, so well. Who and yes, that's the thing, lost right? last night to the Senators, but it's his second game in the NHL.
0: Well, and that's that's the thing.
1: I I think
0: the Flames have something really special in this Wolf kid. Um, so I think that makes Vladar a little expendable now. I also think it would be – it's super important not to rush the kid, and I don't think they are going to. No. Um, a few games here and there, just to kind of, you know, give him the taste of the NHL because the AHL is one thing, and he's incredible in the AHL. Yeah. But that next step up is quite difficult sometimes. But I think he's a
1: guy that can definitely make that jump. Yeah, both uh, Craig and um, Huska or however he's his name, Ryan Husker, uh, Yeah, They uh both said the best thing for Wolf is not to necessarily be in a backup position in the NHL. Right. is to just get just to play in the AHL. Sure, he wants to play in the NHL, of course he does, but oh at, of least, course. at least right now in the AHL He's game playing time. So,
0: well, it's hard to get better. It's hard to develop when you're sitting on the bench,
1: right? And he's only 22 years old, but we should probably move on if you're wanting to talk about a little bit of offense before we uh, sign off. Oh, oh boy, do I. So, I don't know. You may have heard of this
0: kid coming out of uh, fucking playing for the Regina Pats, coming out of West Vancouver. The little guy, uh, Connor Bedard. Um, has become the youngest player since 1944 to record four points in a game. Uh, three points in the first period. Uh, he had two goals and two assists. Connor Bernard is 18 years and 115 days old. Uh, now, this is hilarious. He's the youngest player with a four-point game since Armand Bep Gideon. Guilla- uh, Gidelin, G- Gidelin, uh, did it back in 1944. Now, 44, some members of the NHL were still fighting in World War II. <laughs> Just to give you an example of how long it's been. Um, 4.9 for Bedard. Obviously, this isn't going to be all the time, but god damn, dude. Like, that is... It's excellent. Um... He had he was on the ice for under 18 minutes and put up four points. Uh, he has 11 points in his first 12 NHL games, uh, along with that seven goals in 12 NHL games, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, the kid is I like I've seen some of the highlights, some of these shots. Like his shot, his release is insane. How quickly he can get the puck off and how fast the puck is to the back of the net. It's wild.
1: Yeah. Well, um let's move on to Neilander. That's all the uh Bedard talk I can handle. It's, he's I hear about him so much. Yeah, but he's so good. There's
0: a reason. It was the same thing with McDavid, right? When McDavid I came into the league, it was all about McDavid. It's
1: so blah.
0: But it happens, right? It's every t- every time there's a big player at Ovechkin and Crosby. For a while, it was only the Ovechkin and Crosby talk. Um, but moving on.
1: Still the Ovechkin no.
0: talk. Well, yeah, but now because he's fucking 69 goals away from nice from tying Wayne Gretzky. Now, speaking of a guy who's basically playing like Wayne Gretzky, uh, <laughs> William yeah. Nylander. Has started this season on fire. So he's on a 15-game point streak. And you might say, wow, that's ex- that's impressive. Not only is that impressive, he has not played a game yet this season where he didn't score a point. Wow. Um,
1: the record 17.
0: Yeah, to start a season on a point streak. He has 22 points in that time. 10 goals, 12 assists in 15 games. William Nylander has hit another level. And here's the trouble. He doesn't have a contract after this year. Toronto fucked
1: up.
0: Toronto didn't sign him before the season. And William Nylander decided, oh, okay. You don't want to pay me now? Well, guess what,
1: motherfuckers? My price is going up. (laughs) He will be. He's either going to get traded at the trade deadline. Or he's going to resign or not resign. He's going to sign with a different team. He will not be at Maple Leafs by next year. I I Now, hear me out. This
0: is a crazy take. And just bear with me here. Okay, So the Leafs are not going to have enough money to sign Nylander, um, exactly. at the price he's going to want to ask, right? What if they trade Marner? Free up the space. Now, because here's the thing. Who would you rather have, Nylander or Marner? Nylander. Right. I think I agree with you. And, the, and and here's the thing, too. With the internet, people might say, oh, well, you hate Marner, blah, blah, blah. I got nothing against Marner. He's oh, an excellent I'm player. A big,
1: big fan of Marner.
0: He's a great player. He's quick. He is a excellent player. I'd rather have passer. Marner
1: over Matthews.
0: See, that's where you're just not right at all.
1: Um, he, I just find both Neilander and Marner a better all-around player than Matthews. And see now,
0: a couple years ago, I would have agreed with you. Uh, Matthews has incredibly improved his defensive game, while also still leading the league in goals. Um, so, a couple years ago, I would have agreed with you. That's out the window for me.
1: And plus, but you, you would get both of those players a little less than what you would get Matthews for. So, but Austin How's Matthews,
0: it it? Austin Matthews scores goals and that's the hardest thing to do in this league. Mitch Marner is a great passer. You can find great passers. Passing's a lot easier than scoring goals. Um and when you have a guy who's scored 60 goals in this league and this year is almost at a goal per game pace, 15 games into the season, mm-hmm. you don't get rid of that. But I'm just thinking, I don't know, it's it's a thought, right? Um, To make the room for...
1: Regardless, Toronto, they can't afford Matthews, Marner, and Nylander next season. They they can't afford all three of them. No, and also still have a good... Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, And I think is going to be the one that... Because he's going to look for a raise.
0: Now, if they trade him at the deadline, I bet you they could get a big, a decent that, haul
1: for him. That would be smart. But the Leafs aren't very smart? No. They so. have a different GM. We'll see what well, Mr. Pizza Man over there does. but
0: Yeah, their new GM has brought in John Klingberg, mm-hmm. Klingberg, who has been terrible, mm-hmm. uh, and Tyler Butuzzi, who has mm-hmm. been not great, and Ryan Reeves who has been on the ice for 11 goals against and 0 goals for. Now obviously Ryan Reeves is not a guy you brought in to be an offensive juggernaut but goddamn that's bad. He
1: also hasn't been doing the, the job that he was brought in for. So.
0: Exactly. So what is he doing there? Why what So I will say Leafs fans impression of Brad Living not great so far. <laughs> No, um but
1: you know that's I, uh, I honestly think thinks that the Calgary market took a lot out of him and moving to a Toronto market was not the right move for him. It was not an easier market to
0: deal with. Also, Zadorov's asking for a trade. Um
1: yeah, he is. No.
0: <clears throat>
1: <sighs> anyway, on that note <laughs> I I also <laughs> expect Zadorov to be traded. Bef- like he's he's going to stick it out through because the uh, Flames are on a little three game Canadian road trip. They just have the Canadians to play. Um, he'll go play that game, and then I think he'll be traded after that game. Oh dang! Okay. So where? okay. I don't know. Apparently, I know, the
0: Canucks are in on him, but there's a few teams that are in on him.
1: He's a good defenseman player. Um, mostly a defenseman, defenseman. But I mean, last year he put up 14 goals, and he's, thats pretty good. And he's big. Um, so any team that's looking for a little bit of grit on their defense, Edmonton um toronto even canucks even though the canucks are doing quite well right now they could use some grit oh for sure lots of canadian teams yeah but no i want him to get traded to like the eastern conference somewhere somewhere fair far, somewhere far far away um, that checks out i mean he already lives in Florida. He the yeah, He has a house in Florida. He, he doesn't live in Calgary. Oof. But he's also not allowed back in Russia for some things he said.
0: Oh, boy. Well, he's not going to the KHL, I'll say that.
1: No. So, maybe he's going to go to, with Matthew Chuck, meet up with him in uh, Florida there. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but are we going to talk at all about the last little bit? I mean, we can mention it. The Global Series, that's a neat little thing that the Angels doing this year. Yeah, going to Sweden. Yeah, and then there's something, they're going somewhere else after that, aren't they?
0: Uh, I can't remember. Um, but it's interesting because normally this is like a preseason game, but they're actually doing it regular season, which is cool.
1: Yeah, because I think Toronto's the other team is Toronto and Detroit, I believe.
0: Yeah, and they both have some Swedes, so it'll be good.
1: Nylander being one of them.
0: Uh, John Klingberg, who hasn't been playing good, but he's Swedish. Lucas Raymond off the Red Wings.
1: Yeah, it should be good. Nylander's going to put up a hat-trick in Sweden, I promise Probably. He's going to. Well, imagine if this is when he breaks his streak in Sweden. (sighs) let's not put that energy out there and on that note everyone out there stay still (laughs) and stay safe Bye. (laughs) bye